Now on Radio Italia Uno, it's time to change the world with Matt McQuinley. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, canceling cancel culture, discussing and listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, business, history, and more. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Right now on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. On Change the World with Matt McQuinlet today, we'll be discussing mental health issues. If you or anyone you know needs help, please call. Lifeline on 131114. Beyond Blue on 1300224636. Suicide Callback Service on 1300659467. If you are in immediate danger, call 000. Good evening. Welcome to Change the World with Matt McQuinley. We have a great guest today. As you know, our focus on the show is to change the world for the better. And our guest today is somebody who shares in that, in that objective. Uh, Grace Lyon Hunter leads an organization called Wise Serpent. Hi, Grace. Thanks for being on the show today. No worries. My pleasure. Um, now, Grace, your personal story is fascinating as far as uh, being actually institutionalized uh, in a mental facility for your personal beliefs. But before we get into that, Tell us a little bit about Wise Serpent and what it is and what its mission is, please. Sure. Uh, Wise Serpent's a brand. Um, we're all about creating a positive shift in Australian youth culture through music, art, and wisdom. So we're a media company um, with a spiritual point of view and uh, looking for, for things that are a little bit deeper than the, than, than, than the norm and, um, yeah, creating channeled artistic content that throws the mind and feeds the spirit. Mm. So your website says that your official role in the company is uh, Minister uh, of the Arts. Can you tell me what you mean by that? Yeah, sure. So um, really using artistic forms as a, as a way to um, bring and, and shed light on, on the human existence so, and to really to create hope, which I, I think it should be the meat of, uh, of spirituality, at, at least um, the, the entree. Should be hope, faith, and love. I believe so. We got um, we, we use art forms in a way of kind of bridging that and and kind of showcasing that story. It's the same story that everyone's going through. We just do it in a in a unique way. So your like if your your basis, your tripod that your company is built on, the three pillars are hope, faith, and love. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, internally it's it, it is it is certainly that um, family fun freedom as well the triple F but but uh, on the out front like on the sites uh, consistently throughout White Serpent the brand it's always music art wisdom mm, music art wisdom yeah everything's in threes like the Trinity I guess <laughs> <laughs> all right well um, and and in your website I thought this was a little bit uh, you know interesting that your influencers are Bruce Lee Jimi Hendrix. Jesus Christ and Gary V. That's kind of an eclectic group that doesn't really, you would think, go together. But can right. you tell us a little bit about that? What's your, what's your yeah, meaning? Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, um, they're just personal influences of mine that kind of, um, for, for different reasons. I think Bruce Lee is a pretty uh, mysterious kind of figure, larger-than-life kind of figure, the movement. The, the We're all about the art of rebirth, and he's certainly got the art of flow 
kind of down and, and mystery around his death and his life mm. and a uh, highly skilled person. I just respect the skill set. Um, Gary V with media, love what he's doing um, and uh, love his personality, love that he speaks the truth, um, doesn't mind uh, throwing the boomerang slang around as well. And, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ, big role model of mine growing up, uh, the teachings of Christ um, helped shape my, my mental frame. Um, especially later on in life. And uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, yeah, I, I played guitar since I was a kid, so um, mum and dad always had guitars around the house, and I'm self-taught guitarist and singer-songwriter. And, uh, yeah, Jimi Hendrix, he just just flew with it and uh, kind of polarising figure as well uh, in a time and space, and I really respected his work. Mm. Actually, I mean, it just occurs to me that all all four of your your influencers are – are um, disruptors. Disruptors, yeah. yeah. You know? True, true. So, I mean, I don't know if that ever occurred to you, but it just yep. leaped out at me as you were talking about it. Bruce Lee was a big disruptor in the yep. martial arts game. Gary Vee, of course, is. Jesus was, you know, <laughs> yep. hated, you know, by the establishment. And and uh, the same with, uh, obviously, Jimi Hendrix was kind of a, yep. uh, a, yep. uh, a free spirit there, obviously. Um, now, you have a, this great youth program for Australian creatives. Can you talk a little bit about that, please? Yeah, sure. Um, so we're just starting out. So we're, we're launching uh, – we're in pre-launch phase right now, but we're, we're, we're launching officially this November, 11-11, so the 11th of November, uh, 2022. And uh, what the uh, the brand does is it's a kind of a branch off of Wise Serpent. Um, it's called Wise Serpent Dream. It started off as a music school – um, where I was giving away free uh, lessons for um, uh, youth. And that was part of our mission statement to create a positive shift in Australian youth culture. The reason we did that is because no, youth suicide is the number one cause of death in Australia for young people. So mm. I was personally affected with that, my cousin losing her life uh, when she was 14. I was in grade six. And I wanted to um, build the brand kind of around that mission statement later on in life when I found out this actual statistics, the hard data in Australia – um, I didn't realize how bad it was. So that was the why behind. And then so I, I, I figured if I can do this one thing for free, it'd be great. But I, I started getting um, inquiries from different people, not just uh, musicians like visual artists, comedians, um, people that were just doing life that they knew we were a spiritual brand, knew we were speaking about these kind of things. So we started helping people with spiritual development as well as personal development, not just artistic development. So um, Wise Serpent Dream, um, they're the three things that we do and we want to connect youth to mentors, not just me and not just the team that we're building, but um, we want to reach out to already existing third-party solutions and services. Mm. And, and the company's name is Wise Serpent. Can you tell us a little bit about why you yep. chose that? Because it's kind of, you know, kind of eclectic too. It's a, <laughs> it's a Christian organization. I mean, it's, well, yep. it does more than uh, just obviously witness, but it's... You know that's the basis, and right. and uh, you know serpent, and doesn't really sure, sure. You know, well, um, yeah, a lot of people have that reference from Genesis that serpent being the bad guy, but um, and and people love quoting John three sixteen, but you back up a couple of verses, um, and Jesus is talking about the serpent, and also you know bringing the fulfillment of it. But the the literally the wise serpent brand name comes from his. Um, his words, he said, be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Mm. And me growing up with metal and me being a disruptor, I, you know, mm. found it like it just it just made sense to go with that name. 
That's awesome. Uh, now, you do have a pr- prison ministry that you're focusing on now called Man Beast. Can, sure. can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, that's at the very, very, very beginning stages. So we're just in conversations looking to get in um, but and forming a leadership group around that. Um, but, yeah, Man Beast Missions Australia is, is what I believe it will be called. Um, it's kind of for, for men inside and out of prison, so prison of the mind, but also literally in, in inside behind bars as well. Um, it's basically um, it's basically Wise Serpent Dream as we do spiritual development, personal development, and artistic development, but repackaged for, for men. And and it's more, I guess we're leaning more into that brutality and, and masculinity kind of vibe. And uh, we want to help people inside and also outside, um, men struggling with, with mental health issues. Mm. So it's kind of the Faustian approach of, you know, when they ask him, when he when the, when he says, "Hey, I am in hell," because you create your own hell. That's basically sure. what you're trying to help people with. Yeah, and we all go through it. We mm. all go through our own kind of personal suffering or personal hell, whatever mm. you know. Um, we, we certainly do. So, yeah, it's mm. not for everyone, but it's it's certainly like um, it, it, it's designed to be a disruptive kind of brand. These kind of uh, brand names we're using and, and also the way that we're going about it um, trying to be a little bit different and the man beast uh, kind of attracts the guys that feel they're too macho to go into <laughs> to a counselor's office with some tissues huh? right Pretty right <laughs> yeah yeah I mean yeah we we're, the the slogan is turn your 666 into a 999 ah. and so renewing the mind and um, kind of uh, yeah we want to produce love beasts Mm. That's that you know that that's what we want to kind of produce. Great stuff. One thing that I thought was really intriguing on uh, that we talked about before the show is you talk a lot about the art of rebirth. You know, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, yeah, the art of rebirth is all about the beauty of transformation. It's the hero's journey. It's what you see the Lord of the Rings. It's what you see in every good story. It's going from the Shire all the way through Hellfire, coming and, and defeating. You know those parts of ourselves overcoming those parts of ourselves that are lower natured and coming around the other side full circle back to the Shire and new creation. So that's the inner journey of one's life. Um, so the outer rebirth is a cool way of saying it. It's our kind of social hashtag, and uh, so we're we're all about creating a positive shift in Australian new culture through music, art, and wisdom via the art of rebirth. That's our hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Well, you've had a rebirth yourself. Yeah, which uh, obviously you're a great person to lead the youth in that endeavor. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Grace's rebirth here after this break. Uh, his story is quite amazing, uh, being institutionalized for his uh, personal beliefs. So we'll be back here in just a second. tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. A modo mio. A modo mio. Ogni martedì mattina dalle 7 alle 10 con Vincenzo Rullo solo su Radio Italia 1 87.6 FM 
looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. We're back with uh, Grace Lyon Hunter from Wise Serpent, an organization whose mission is to create a positive shift in Australian youth culture. Uh, now, Grace, you were in your mid-20s, and, and you'd been working as a courier driver, so you were kind of used to parking wherever the heck you wanted. True. And yeah. uh, so you parked in... Uh, in a in a no parking zone, right? Yeah, I, I parked in some some park, uh, which um, I later found out wasn't wasn't a parking zone. Mm. Correct. Yes. A- and then what happened? Well, I um, I came back to my car. I had my keys. Uh, I had the engine running um, in there. There's a few variables that that happened that that led led up to this this whole thing in, in this circumstance. But basically, I, I came back to my car. And uh, the dude told me that he called the cops because, you know, he wasn't sure who the car was and, and what have you. Okay. <laughs> so he called the police over a parking space. So then what happened? Yeah, uh, so the police came um, and... Uh, and you stuck around for the cops. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay. I did explain, I explained, you know, what I was doing um, there. And uh, this is this is around the time of my spiritual awakening. So mm-hmm. I was like on an inner journey. During this time, um, but yeah, basically, he said, you know, this the the car's mine. I, I, was, I parked there because I, um, I think it was an old person's um, or a nursing home kind of um, place where you're supposed to park, and you know, had the keys running, uh, the engine running, etc. Anyway, he said, yeah, fair enough, um, you can go. I called the cops because I wasn't sure what was going on. I said, no, nah, it's cool. I'll, I'll stay and I'll explain to them. Okay. All right. So the cops show up over a parking space. Must have been a slow day for crime in Adelaide. And uh, then what happened? Um, so after that, I talked to the cops for about five minutes. They checked me over. I, there's nothing really – it was the same kind of response for them. They're like, yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll t- just take you to the hospital make sure you're okay. Cause, and, and I, I – Take you to the hospital? I mean, it's a parking space. Why would they take you to the hospital? Well, um, I think they were just doing their due diligence – Although I was uh, quite animated in that I was, uh, yeah, I just had my spiritual awakening. So I wasn't, um, let's say, I wasn't watering down. In general conversation, I was quite upfront about my beliefs and I was getting kind of the core um, of what I would consider truth in that moment. I I do things a bit different these days, but I was kind of... um, I guess you say I would. I was running my mouth a little bit, and I was a bit peculiar. Um, in what way? I mean, what were you running your mouth about? Were you threatening anybody, or were you? No. What, what, what was? I mean, what, what was so? What 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 would did they find peculiar? I'm a little bit at a loss. Well, um, 
I think I was just a bit of a pattern interrupt for that day. And uh, I had a shaved head and I I think um, that look didn't help my kind of persona. Um, like I said, I was I was speaking my mind freely about stuff like God mm-hmm. and, and my You're beliefs. talking about God. So yeah. you're saying things like you're going to go to hell, repent now, no, sinner. No. I mean, were you, were you going no. off? I mean, were, no. you, were you like, you know, you what, know what, you're what, all going to burn. You know, the end is near. Were you saying things like that? I mean, what, what were you... No, it was. Um, it, I was actually, yeah. One of the cops was actually from Clovercrest Baptist. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, yeah, they uh, they just wanted to take me to the hospital, make sure that uh, that I was okay. And um, um, so, yeah, that I was. I can't remember exactly what was said, but um, were you cussing or anything? Or no, no, I wasn't. Okay, so you weren't threatening anybody. And you weren't cussing, and you were talking about God, but you weren't like, you know, uh, jumping up and down, saying that the end is coming, and repent, sinners, and God's punishment is upon you, and those kind of things. No. So, no. so, so you were just telling them basically your beliefs. So is that is that right, or? That's right. Okay. So, and then they took you to a mental institution. Well, not straight. They, they took me to the hospital for general. A general look over, but the main person I saw was a psychiatrist because I didn't have any physical harm to my body. I just, mm-hmm. I was just there, and they were like, I think they were just following um, protocol um, because I was a bit because I was talking about spiritual stuff. Mm-hmm. To be, to be honest, so I think that was the, that was because it's out of the box when you start talking about spiritual stuff. I think that was reason enough for them to go. Well, let's just make sure we. We take him and make sure he, cl- he clears out, okay? Because this, this one's a bit weird. So they took you to a psychiatrist when you, because you, par- okay? So they took you to the psychiatrist. This all started out because you parked in the wrong place. Yeah. And the psychiatrist said what? I mean, what was his? Well, uh, the first guy was pretty young. And first I, guy. I, I, yes. Okay. <laughs> so you talked so, to more than one. Yeah, I did. Okay. So you talked to this first psychiatrist, and what happened? I um. I didn't take the whole thing seriously, and I was making light of it. Mm-hmm. So that's the context. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you were 20, 20, 26, oh, I think. 26, okay. Yeah. Around 25, 26, I reckon. Okay. Um, yeah, this is 2014. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so had a chat. can't exactly remember what was said, but I remember my attitude was quite, like, tongue-in-cheek and kind of poking mm-hmm fun at the situation mm-hmm. not taking this guy very seriously mm-hmm. that was asking me serious questions and he was taking it seriously and he was a young guy who just got out of school yeah i basically I, he was young he was he was very young mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay and then what happened uh he called in his supervisor so i waited around another half an hour waited for someone else to come they asked me a bunch of questions like i was very transparent about my beliefs mm-hmm. um because they were asking, mm-hmm. so I, I I was very transparent, and um, yeah, that I think I, I think there might have been a third guy that came and, and talked to me, and I I was left in the dark about what was going on. Are the police it. still there with you? No, they they'd gone. Okay. They just dropped okay. me off. Um, so I think when you when you're escorted into a hospital uh, by police, I don't think that helps. <laughs> I don't think that helps okay. the the. the um, <laughs> You know, first impression. Uh, okay, all right. So, what did the second or third guy? What 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 was the decision? What happened? Well, 
I didn't. I was left in the dark. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like over it at this stage because it's been like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just, you know, I'd like to go home. Like, when are we going to wrap this up? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of thing. That's, that's, uh, yeah. They, they said, well, we're just going to keep you overnight for observation. I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just like to go home. Mm-hmm. But they were like... So did you try to leave? And No, I didn't try and leave or anything. Okay. I was very, like... I mean, from, from the guy who rang them, from the police to the, to them, I was very... Um, I mean, I think I was the most, I guess, um, poking fun and mm-hmm. stuff at, at the hospital. So you were treating this as a big joke, and then all yep. of a sudden they're like, you're not going yep. home. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So they, they kept you for observation, and they said, you're staying here tonight. You can't go. And you went into... And this all started because you parked your car in the wrong place. Yeah, that's... And then you started talking to the cops about God. And then the cops took you to this mental institution or whatever. And then you went to two different doctors, maybe three, and you talked to them about God. And they said, okay, you're spending the night because we're not sure yeah. what's going on with your head. So you weren't cussing. You weren't yelling. You weren't... You didn't have a no, weapon. No, no. You didn't... You, you, didn't ha- you said you had a bald head. There wasn't like a swastika carved in your head or anything no, like that. Exactly. Okay. And, and you weren't talking about aliens coming or you were sent from, no. from the future to save mankind or no, anything no, like that? It wasn't... No, Nothing, no. None of that. I'm just talking about God. Wow. And when they told you you couldn't go home, how did that feel? What did you think? I mean, what were you... Uh, I, was, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was... Um... Just like over it, but I was like, yeah, fair enough. I was like, I, I was, I was amazed at what was happening. I was amazed. Wow. Okay. Um, so we're we're gonna leave it there for a second. I, I'd like to talk about what it was like actually being in the institution sure. and how you got out right after we hear some quick messages. tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82 123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero uno. G'day, I'm Bevo and I'm downtown. And tune in Wednesdays from 7 to 8 p.m. For the number one NBL One Central Basketball show you'll ever tune into, we are the Hoopsters. That's right, downtown, 87.6 FM, Radio Italia Uno, tune in, 7 to 8 Wednesdays. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Italia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Hello, we're back with uh, Grace Lion Hunter. Uh, 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 (laughs) I was going to say managing director, but you don't uh, present yourself that officially. (laughs) Uh, But of Wise Serpent, 
uh, who is also was also um, institutionalized in a mental facility for his personal beliefs, and we were talking about that in the last session. And in the last session, you talked about that you know you parked in the wrong place. The police took you to the mental institu- uh, mental institution. You talked to two different doctors. Yeah, to, were, at the hospital. At the uh, hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you were, you talked to, you you weren't ranting and raving or carrying on, uh, but you were talking about God to um, you know the police as well as the doctors, but in a yeah, and not taking the whole situation yeah, seriously because you weren't seriously. saying stuff that was way out there. And uh, so, and they said, okay, you're not going home tonight. And you were like, well, you know, you were kind of flabbergasted, but went along with it. And then what happened the next day? They released you or? Well, I was like, is it time, is it time to go? Um, they're like, yeah, we're not sure yet. You know, it was, it was keep, they never had a, a definite answer for, for that whole second day. So you know, I will say I was I was definitely uh, a little bit cheeky. I was running my mouth a bit, and I was talking in riddles a little bit because I, I guess I was playing off the the you know it was a bit of an inside joke, the fact that it was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it too seriously, and so if I did, I believe I just would have I would have been released. But because I was kind of poking fun, and in the context, I was talking about spirituality and and God and all this stuff, my personal beliefs, because they were asking me these kind of questions, because um. This is this was where I was at in my in my life. It was it was a big part of my life. So um, yeah, the second day I was like, no, there was no clear answer about when I was going to get out. I was expecting to. I was not expecting to be there overnight, mm-hmm. and I would, certainly wasn't expecting there to be that long. The second day, I remember getting up and just standing at the front because I wasn't even allowed to get out of my. Uh, like I had this little section that I wasn't supposed to like uh, get out of. It was where the bed was. And um, so I remember at 1 o'clock p.m. just standing there at the, at the line going just, you know, it's going to be any minute now. I'm sure mm-hmm. of it. And uh just just didn't happen, just did not happen. And, um, yeah, I think it was another night in that same section. And then the next day I'm like, what's up? And they're like, you know, we're just waiting for room for Kremlin Clinic. I was like, what's Kremlin Clinic? They're like, that's the, that's the mental, uh, mental ward mm-hmm. of, of Queen Elizabeth Hospital, which – Ironically, I was born at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of this born-again experience that was happening in, in my life. And then I was back at this hospital. And then then uh, before you know it, three days in, they're like looking to put me in there to to recover. Though I felt right of mind and mm-hmm. I wasn't at harm to myself or anyone else. So it was um, – which later I, I found out with the legal team that I was aided with that they had no right to actually keep me because of that fact. Mm. So what were you saying that you said you were poking fun at him? What were you what, what kind well, of things were you? I guess the you know coming from a, a Christian point of view someone's asking about God, do you hear voices? It's like, well, of course I I I hear my own voice, but I I feel like I'm led by a higher power. Mm-hmm. Um but when I was poking fun, maybe I was saying it in a way that was um, putting them down a little bit, mm. like not taking what they're saying really soberly or seriously. Was it? Were you condescending a little? bit? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I would say. I would say I was. I was a little bit mm. cocky. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what, what were your interactions life like with the staff and the doctors? I mean, you know, 
Well, so you, so you <laughs> did get sent to this other facility? Yeah, I did. After a few days of being in this. So a few days. So how yeah. long? So okay. So you're there for three or four days, and they send you to this other facility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And what was that like there? What were those doctors and staff like? Well, the first uh, nurse I, I saw, she she showed me where the laundry facilities were, where my dorm was, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, now you know what's up? Like, because at this point I was like, well, I just want to go home. So what's mm-hmm. up? What's up? And it's like, well, um, what now? And she's just like, she's pretty cold. She's just like, just get better. Mm. And that was the answer. Um, I was forced. I had. I was forced to take some medication, which I, I'm not sure what it was. Apparently, it was mild, mm-hmm. but I, I don't even know what it was. I just wow. remember, remember, like they saying you had to take this pill, otherwise we'll inject it into you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the staff. It was mix. It was a mixture um, of temperatures, uh, as far as warm, and the staff that are just kind of over being because a job for them, you know. Mm. So um, yeah, it was interesting when I first got in there. It was still the unknown, like like when am I going to get out? Because like, and how can I prove my sanity? Uh, you know, because as soon as you start rationalizing it, they're like, oh, you're just rationalizing it. Mm. It makes you look more crazy. Mm. <laughs> so, what did your family think of all this? Uh, well, my family were a little bit shocked, but also they knew that I was going through a spiritual awakening at this point. So they they were a little bit shocked with me anyway. So they they knew that I was very very much an introvert, and then within this time period of transformation, I felt for the first time in my life I'm going to just be a little bit more out front and Mm -hmm. it felt so good to actually speak the truth Mm. that i just got momentum speaking the truth and so some you know i would i was quite um um what's the word i I was extroverted yeah i was quite extroverted Mm. yeah 100 percent. so did you get a diagnosis yeah, I did, but I, I don't know what it was. I can't remember okay. what it was. So how long, I mean, how did you get out? How long were you in there? All up, it was between 30 and 40 days I was in there. 30 and 40 days. And you Correct. were, okay. And All right. And, and not of your own free will. Okay. No, not of my own free will. Okay. No. And, all right. Well, h- how did you get out? It was just time in the game. It was just time in the game. Over the days, um, everyone really like warmed warm to me I had my guitar in there and uh, we had a good time because I was just making a good time out of a bad time met some interesting people in there and uh I was just playing the waiting game and just like when is it going to be when is it going to be pardon me we um we uh went through tried to go through the legal system to get out um me and my um parents and on the basis that I wasn't endangered myself or anyone else that was the legal aid we got that we weren't supposed to they weren't supposed to have the jurisdiction to be able to do that and and uh it was still another 15 days or so wow. after that little micro trial so so you had no prior history of mental illness correct and you parked in the wrong place yeah you waited for the cops the cops came in you started trying to witness to them and yeah. talk about god then they said, oh, this is a little off, you know, it's just a parking ticket. So then they took you to this mental institution. Then you tried to witness to the doctors, and then they thought, well, this is weird. And then they put you, they figured something was wrong with you, and they put you in this mental institution. They forced you to take medication, and 
you know, because you weren't taking it very seriously because you figure, hey, nothing's wrong with me. And, I mean, do you think – and I'm sorry I'm being really blunt here, but do you think this would have all happened if – you know, you'd have been talking about, you've been so excited about if you would have had your face painted, you know, in football, AFL colors, and we're talking about how great Port Adelaide was, and or rugby union is so much better than rugby league or whatever. I mean, if you were that excited about something else, would would, it, would you think any of this would happen? Uh, I think the spiritual themes was certainly a grounds to, like, if I was just um, running my mouth about about things that that were like opinions about you know sports teams or just excited in general, I might have come across weird, but I came across hella weird, really weird, because I was talking about spirituality and I was so, and because I, I use my own vocabulary when I'm doing it, mm-hmm. my own personality, it was um, you know it was it wasn't like I was a priest coming out of like Catholic church. I, I wasn't I wasn't in the right setting for them to be able to hear that because it's okay to say in a church, but if you're out in the streets, freedom of speech sometimes is is not the goer. So wow. um, I found like it was just it just w- led to one thing after another, and um, yeah, I didn't get out for like over a month. So wow. So after you spent these forty days in, the, which is actually biblical now that yeah. I think about it, forty <laughs> days and forty nights yeah. in this mental institution. Um, you know, once they let you out. It, what was the follow up like? They you had to take what kind of you had to take medication and report yeah. to doctors or what? What happened then? They they recommended I take continue taking the medication mm-hmm. um, to keep my parents happy. I did because mm-hmm. they like taking the advice of of, um, of the doctors, right? Mm-hmm. Which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, after a month, they're like, "Yeah, we we don't see the benefit of it, and mm-hmm. we think that maybe you're better off of your, it." Your parents said that, yeah. So, so I was on it for a month. But uh, what did the doctors? How did they follow up? I I, I think I think they had recommended. Um, it was kind of voluntary based for me, voluntary mm-hmm. based for me to kind of um, reach out to them or recommended that they would reach out and stay in touch with some of their staff members that were kind of external to the program. Mm. Yeah. So there wasn't any follow up, or there was? Uh, there was just a guide. Okay. It wasn't like they were calling me. It was like they gave me a guide and an option to voluntarily check in, I suppose. Um, I think I might have had one check in myself. Right. Um, or maybe it was just the initial call to set mm. it up that might have been wow. man- mandatory. So they kind of just cut you loose and whatever happened, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which personally I was happy about because I just <laughs> was over it. Well, I mean, the whole situation to me sounds like they either owe you an apology for – putting you in there because maybe you shouldn't have been or i'm owed an apology because they let uh let, let you out when <laughs> you should have been in there so i'm not sure what's what but uh we're gonna uh come back here with you in just a little bit uh we're gonna be back with grace lion hunter uh and he's gonna talk a little bit about what he's doing now to make a big difference and uh finish talking about the experience he had in the mental institution you're listening to Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Tonight, Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Zoo-fam. Loves it. You guys want some? Bit busy, Paris. Hello, we're back with Change the World with Matt McQuinley with Grace Lyon Hunter. Uh, in the last session, Grace, you talked about how you were uh, put in a mental institution for your uh, faith in God. Uh, and... Uh, 
what did you learn from that? I mean, um, I learned patience. I learned a lot of patience um, during that time, and uh, also the awareness that 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 can happen for one, and also um, you know to see things from other people's point of view a little bit more. And um, yeah, it was it was uh, patient, a lot of patience. Yeah. Wow. And how how has it changed your life? This experience. Um, it's, you know, it's given me lived experience through the system and I saw that it, you know, rather than just giving pills out, I think that there are better, more holistic ways to go about the mental health approach. And I think things have changed even since then. Um, so yeah, I, I think I've learned that, uh, that, well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's about really, um, lived experience, you know, so I can, I can speak about it cause I've been there. Okay. So your um, this experience, and then also the death of your cousin when you were in grade six. I mean, they've really for, you know helped you form this organization, Wise Serpent. And can you remind the audience what you're trying to accomplish, and then how they could possibly help you to yeah. accomplish that goal? Sure. Um, so where um, that that it did impact the the mission of the brand for sure so um yeah uh, again we're, we're creating a positive shift in australian youth culture through music art and wisdom we're um a spiritual media company and um you know we just want to have a sick brand like like red bull like nike like just a just a cool brand that has a has a youth culture focus and create a positive shift in australian youth culture through music art and wisdom we're just doing that one person at a time one conversation at a time and hooking up to already existing third-party solutions and services in the back end. Um, people can go to um, wiseserpentdream.com. That's wiseserpentdream, wise for wisdom, serpent for snake, wiseserpentdream.com. Um, and we got all the links there and more information about that, and you can partner with us there. What's the one thing that you'd like to leave our audience with today, uh, you know, that you that – all of these experiences and what you're doing now uh, have impressed upon you? Well, I can't assume where anyone's at, but I would say um, wherever you are at, if it's if it's not looking too good, then just know that other people have been in a similar state or, or perhaps even worse. If you think that you're in the worst of worst places, there are other people that have described their life as such and have moved past it and through it. And um, sometimes it's, it's darkest before the dawn. So you've got to always um, keep positive and, and keep on pushing through because, you know, giving birth is messy and it's painful, but it, but it does produce good um, a good gift at the end. And that's the promise of life. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Grace, for being here today and, and the great work you're doing. And hopefully uh, somebody that's listening will, will pick up the banner and, and run with it and, and maybe even become a partner of yours. Uh, I want to thank Mark Aston for paneling for us today. And most of all, I want to thank uh, you, the audience, uh, for listening. Uh, but as always, I'm going to leave you with a brief inspirational message. As an American, you know, I often get teased and criticized by my Australian friends and associates about gun violence in the United States. Obviously, there is a problem. Uh, in 2020, in the U.S., we had our highest number 
of murders through gun violence in history. There were 24,576 murders in the United States that year. 19,000 of them involved guns. But what most people don't think about, what most people don't really realize or talk about nonstop in the media is that the fact is more people in the United States kill themselves by suffocation than are killed by guns by other people. Far more Americans killed themselves with guns than committed murder with them. Suicide is the 12th high cause of death in the United States. In the last 20 years, almost 800,000 Americans have killed themselves. There are 13.5 suicides per 100,000 people in the United States. Australia is not far behind with 12.1 suicides per 100,000 people. It is believed that in 2021, over 1.2 million Americans tried to kill themselves. In Australia, that number is at least 65,000 attempts per year. There are at least 500,000 Australians living today that have tried to kill themselves at least once. I want to talk to you about a handful of these people. In 1967, this guy tried to kill himself because he thought the world had no use for another failed musician. While attempting suicide, he claimed he heard the voice of God and fought to live. At the time of his death, over 35 years later, Johnny Cash was considered a legend. This woman tried to kill herself five times in the 80s. Later, Princess Diana, through her philanthropy and charity work, improved an untold number of lives. Now, 25 years after her death in 1997, she is arguably the most beloved British royal in history. At the tender age of 14, this young girl, who was born to poverty, tried to kill herself and her unborn child by drinking laundry detergent. In 1981, she tried again, this time by ramming a car into a tree at full speed when she found out that her boyfriend was married and had kids already. Today, she's considered one of the most powerful women in the United States, or probably the most powerful woman in the United States. She was also the first African-American billionaire. Today, media magnate Oprah Winfrey is believed to be worth over $2.7 million U.S. At the age of 12, this boy jumped out a window in an attempt to kill himself because he was so distraught that he was at a parade and his, that his parents forbade him to go to, and his grandmother died unexpectedly, and he wasn't there for her. He would go on to win the Nobel Peace Prize, be the only American born after the 1800s to have a holiday celebrated every year in his honor, as well as become an inspiration to the, for the downtrodden and the discriminated against around the world. His name was Dr. Martin Luther King. What do we learn from this? Well, one thing we are reminded is that every life has value and every life has unknowable potential. We're reminded that even the best of us sometimes feel that we are at the end of our rope and have feelings of despair. We learn that it doesn't matter where you are now, it's where you end up that matters. We learn from these four people that there is always hope. Perhaps most of all, though, we learn there are two kinds of people, one who will give in to despair permanently, one who will decide they will never achieve what they desire, one who will give up, and then 
There are the ones who have very dark days, like most of us do at some point in our lives, but bounce back and decide they will succeed. They will keep fighting, they will fulfill their dreams, and they will make a difference. The question is, as always, which one are you? Radio Italia 1 Sono le 18 e 59 minuti Italia 1 News Buongiorno dalla redazione. La politica a due mesi dal voto, il ministro della salute Roberto Speranza ha detto sia la lista unitaria proposta dal segretario del Partito Democratico Enrico Letta. Lo scrive la Repubblica anticipando che l'ufficialità dell'adesione arriverà mercoledì.